This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, what's up, weirdos? It's Jonesy, and it's the weekend. It's here. It's upon us. And I just want to remind you of all the things you do this weekend that might be weird. Do not summon a demon. Yeah, yeah, because summoning a demon is apparently one of the worst things you could ever do. <laughs> this article I came across says so, so they must be right. <laughs> I don't know. I thought summoning a demon was pretty cool, actually. I thought, you know, I don't know. I got chores to do. I could use some extra hands. Hey, demon, why don't you help me fold these clothes? Can you type up a screenplay for me, demon? Hey, demon, how about you make me some scrambled eggs and sweet potato home fries? <laughs> oh, sweet potato home fries are so specific, Jonesy. Can't I just make regular home fries? No! No! I like them sweet potato because I'm bougie as shit. <laughs> oh. Satan-worshipping cults are not a new concept, guys. There are even biblical references to the summoning of demons. Yes, summoning demons goes back thousands of years, apparently. Since the removal of laws prohibiting practicing magic and speaking to the underworld, did you know that there are laws that that used to be on the books that were like, hey, man, you cannot speak to the underworld? Yeah. Excuse me, um, I caught you uh, loitering. Uh, You also uh, attempted to uh, shoplift and uh, speak. You tried to speak to demons. You tried to speak to the underworld. Therefore, you are under arrest, sir. So there's been more and more people openly practicing the occult. And, uh, you know, there's many, many interpretations on what that means. There's different levels of the occult. Some people just get together and they call themselves Satanists, but they don't practice black magic. They just use it as sort of an anarchy group. I don't know, there's a group on Facebook that I follow. The, there's, it's like a, they're more of a political group than anything. Some of these groups consider themselves good, like the joy of Satan, and then... Uh, Others, you know, they, they delve into some demonic shit, I'm sure. You know, maybe sacrificing goats in cemeteries. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so now, if you're going to summon a demon, <laughs> it's stressed that the importance of knowing the demon by name as, uh, is very important, as well as being prepared to offer something to the demon as payment. Now, I don't know if demons take Bitcoin or Venmo, but... You know, I guess you got to offer them something. What is it? Uh, how about a corn muffin demon? Do you like those? To summon a demon, it's pretty easy and it's cheap. That's the good thing about it. But also that's, you know, that's the reason why anyone can do it. And you got to be careful, okay? Now, I just want to warn you, this is some serious shit. <laughs> okay, to summon a demon, the summoner should burn good incense. Nothing cheap, all right? None of that cheap incense shit that you buy on the subway. No, the good stuff. Settle in a quiet place. The summoner must know exactly what they wish of the demon and be sure to treat it with the utmost respect. So it's like, don't screw around with the demon. Like, hey, hey, demon, yeah, I kind of want you to be, I don't know, can you just come and play some PlayStation with me? Like, no, no, it's a serious situation. You want to be like, hey, demon, can you please appear? And I have something specific for you, a specific wish, and that is to uh, be my bowling partner. Okay, I need somebody. My current bowling partner sucks balls, and I need you to come and and I need I need some strikes, demon. Okay. <laughs> 
Now, the guide, there's a guide here. It's a video in the article that uh, it provides information on how to, you know, summon this demon and how it will likely respond. Um, you apparently use telepathy, <laughs> and it's going to place, the demon will place its thoughts inside your mind. I don't know if I buy this shit. I should probably try it. Any of you guys ever try to summon a demon? I mean, I don't know. Does this work? <laughs> Now, the video that I watched was like, uh, you didn't need, it wasn't incense, but they used a candle, a long burning candle, a piece of paper, a marker, and a sewing needle with thread. Pretty crazy. Weird, random shit, but like stuff that you could have laying around the house, which makes it very democratic. Anyone can do this. (laughs) So now, the demon may appear in, in the smoke of your candle or good quality incense. Or in a mirror, or directly in front of you, if you're perceptive enough. I don't know, what does that mean? If you have, like, extrasensory perception, you can see it. Yes, I have, um, I see demons. The demons have their own sigils. What are sigils? I have no idea. And their own candle colors. So a demon summoner must correctly match these up. Match these up. Usual colors are black, blue, and red. There are 72 demons in the Ars Goetia the first section of the Lesser Key of Solomon. I don't know what that is. Each demon has a description and a rank. Interestingly, those include uh, kings, princes, marquees, dukes, counts, and presidents. Oh, president, President JFK, a demon? How so? How so? He's a good man, that president. A good man from Boston. A good Bostonian, if I may. By the way, did you guys watch that movie Chappaquiddick? Uh, A pretty new movie about the Kennedys. Um, it's about Ted Kennedy's situation where he, uh, he drove his car into a, a pond or a river and killed a young woman. <laughs> and they seem to like brush this under the rug of history and no one really talked about it <laughs> afterward. Not too much anyways. We are weird. I recommend it. Anyways, I also recommend uh, that you do not summon a demon. Okay. This is a disclosure for weird AF news. Do not summon a demon unless you are a professional. I would suggest take demon summoning courses online if they're offering them. But, like, I don't want anyone summoning some shit and then be like, yeah, I summoned a demon because Jonesy told me to. And then it <laughs> and then it removed my eyeballs and went back to demon land. <laughs> no, no, I don't want that happening. So, listen, I hope you have a great weekend. Do not summon a demon unless you are a professional. Uh, but it's always nice to know that you can... Resort to demon summoning if you have to, you know. Maybe you got a bully. Or maybe you want someone to fall in love with you and you need the assistance of the underworld. We've all gone on bad dates, right? I remember a date in particular where in the middle of it, I choked on a mozzarella stick right in front of her. How awful is that? Those things are fiery and hot inside, okay? Hot liquid cheese running down. Oh my God, my throat, I was dying. It was so embarrassing. And then later that same night... (laughs) I can't even tell you. I'll tell you the rest of that story some other time because I want to get into the article. Maybe you have an awful bad date you want to share with me. Please do so. I love these kinds of stories. So this is a date where, like, this is so bad. A man steals a woman's car on the date and then takes her god sister to a drive-in. So he steals a lady's car on one date and then takes another woman out on a date. (laughs) This is the most confident man in the world. (laughs) This is... Uh, a story that comes out of Memphis where the men sound like quality men. <laughs> a Memphis woman has a doozy of a terrible date story. Are you really using doozy anymore? I mean, who wrote this article? A 90-year-old? A man stole her car while they were out on a date and then he used it to take out her god sister. 
Faith Pugue says a man she knew from high school asked her out to dinner, then showed up for their date without a car. So they took her Volvo to dinner. The man, Kelton Griffin, asked her to stop at a gas station and get him a cigar. She went inside to buy it. When she came out, her date and her car was gone. <laughs> I love how he did it in the first 10 minutes of the date. He didn't even wait for dinner. He's like, ah, hell with it. I got the car. Hey, 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 why don't you go in and get me a stogie there, baby? Yeah, I like smoking stogies because this is 1930. <laughs> and while she's in there, just takes off with the car. Oh, because I got another date. Oh, his Tinder blew up like, bling. Oh, oh, you. she said yes. Oh, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, Pugue's mother picked her up and they used GPS to track her car. They followed the car signal to a drive-in movie theater where the woman says she found her car and the guy with her god sister on a date. <laughs> now, what, is this the, is, he, is this a small town? I mean, is this is just no people to date that you have to date within a family? I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> it's like, what are the chances of her being it being her god sister? This guy must have known the family members. Either way, this guy is like so bold, so bold. Hey, you know what, guys? And if you ever think that you've been on a bad day, just think about this poor lady. Her car was stolen in the middle of. The, it wasn't even in the middle of the date. It hadn't even begun. Hadn't even begun. The poor thing was buying him something, and he took advantage of the moment and stole her goddamn car. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, look, it. you know what? It should have raised alarms when the dude hitchhiked to her house from the get-go. How'd she get here? Yeah, I don't have a car. I just uh, hitchhiked over here. <laughs> What's that on your ankle? Oh, it's an ankle bracelet. I'm not supposed to leave the county. <laughs> hey, let's go to the gas station so you can pick me up a... A cigar. I need, to, I need to roll this blunt really quickly. And then... Well, he was arrested on the spot for car theft and probably didn't give a shit. He actually stole the police car on the way to the station and picked up uh, another Tinder date and took her out. So I want to tell you the rest of that date story. Uh, I was uh, 16 years old at this date and uh, I, had, I had my driver's permit but not my license. And when you have your driver's permit, you're not allowed to, to drive after... A certain hour. I don't know if it's sundown or 9 p.m. or 10 p.m., but something like that. Anyways, the my date was 17, and she did have her driver's license and her own car, and she picked me up. And uh, after we had a bite to eat, where I choked on a mozzarella stick, I then um, we then went for a drive. We went. I forget where we went. I think we went and made out somewhere in the in the woods, which is what you do when you live in northern Massachusetts. And then. Uh, She's like, ah, she's like, I just want to kind of kick back and relax. You want you mind driving? So then I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I probably shouldn't drive because it's, I have my, only my permit um, and it's after hours. But she insisted. And so, you know, I started driving and she's like, you got your license, right? I'm like, yeah, of course, of course. Well, we got pulled over, guys, pulled over. And uh, I, as the cop is walking to the vehicle, I confess to her that I only had my permit. And she started to panic. <laughs> and then I'll say, don't worry, don't worry, I'll handle it. I'll come up with a story. So I did. I came up with a story. The cop came over. I give him my permit. He goes, all right, uh, well, Mr. Jones, you're driving past what's permitted on this permit. And then I said, I know, and I didn't want to, officer, but my date here is feeling really ill, so I had to take the wheel uh, and drive her home. He's like, ma'am, are you feeling ill? And, and you know, I, I told her to just go along with my story, and so... She's like, yes, I'm, I'm feeling ill. He, 
He says, you're incapable of driving. Yes, I just, I, I'm incapable of driving. That's why he's driving. We thought this was a story that was enough to let us go. <laughs> you know, we, we lived in the same area. Thought the guy would just, no, no, no. He then says, well, miss, we're going to have to call your parents to come up here and get this car to drive it back because you're incapable of driving, as you say. Sir, step out of the vehicle and <laughs> get in my vehicle. <laughs> and at, and then he, so he takes me out of the car. And as he does, my date starts bawling her eyes out. <laughs> she just starts crying hysterically because now her parents are going to be called and she's got to come up here. They got to come up here and drive the car back. And it's just going to be a whole goddamn fiasco. And my plan was so bad. I should have just bit the bullet and told him, like, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not supposed to be driving. Arrest me, find me, whatever it is. Uh, and that would have been that. But I didn't, wanna, I didn't want the night to end, guys. Instead, it did end. It ended with me getting a, f- a fine and getting in trouble. <laughs> I can't remember what it really happened as far as my punishment goes. But uh, I can tell you right now, uh, uh, I never went out with, with her again. <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> and I did get to meet her parents that night, and they were not pleased with me. <laughs> That's, that goes without saying. Hey, maybe you got a shitty date story. Why don't you call and tell it to me? Try and keep it under two minutes if you can. And if you do, and it's, and it's great, I'll publish it. Uh, my number is 646 646- Four five zero twenty twelve. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. You can DM me at funnyjones on Twitter and Instagram. And you know, on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Robots are taking over, guys. Brace yourself for the world of Terminators knocking on your door, delivering your mail, and then ripping your head off if they don't like you. <laughs> I just came across some weird robotic shit, man. Somebody has invented robotic legs that they're then putting on plants so that plants can move around and better be able to find more light when they need it. With, this is freaky as shit. This is, you got to see the video too. There's a video. You could Google this. Plants with robotic legs <laughs> is a thing now. I never thought I'd see that. Plants with, ro- with robotic legs. You know, I just never thought I would see that. Sex robots? Yeah, I was kind of prepared for that. Uh, but not plants with robotic legs. All right. <laughs> so now this is called uh, Hexa. And uh, the original idea of the project came from a dead sunflower. In 2014, the inventor of Hexa went to see a sunflower exhibition and uh, found that they focused uh, and, and focused himself on a dead sunflower near a ground of blooms. The dead sunflower sat in a place that was always in the shadows. So, of course, it was going to die. Uh, The guy said, I had no idea how it ended up there or why it died, whether it was because of the lack of sunshine or water, but it was just there and it was dead. And I thought if I could move, if it could move a little bit, take like a 30 feet walk out of the shadows near the water to where the other sunflowers were, it would have lived healthy, a longer life, but it didn't. Plants are passive, inexplicably passive. That's why they have such strong chemicals. Plants do things by chemicals. They communicate with using chemicals. Because they can't move around. So what happens when you, move, when you can't move around? Well, you're susceptible to predation. And so you have to develop chemicals that uh, attract some organisms and, and uh, repel other organisms so you, that, that you don't get eaten. Like, you know, flowers. They want the bees to come to them, but they don't want to be eaten by other animals. So they have chemicals that do both of these things. And the amazing thing about that is some of these chemicals, when, uh, when us humans take them, they really fuck us up, which is great. <laughs> Sorry, a little bit of a tangent there. But yeah, hey, they do. You can get messed up on chemicals in plants. Love it. Love the plants, guys. Love them. 
Mushrooms, anyone? Okay. Uh, so because that, you know, the plants are, are passive, uh, they can suffer. They could be uh, cut, bitten, burned, pulled from the earth, and they suffer when they lack sunshine or water or too hot or too cold. Uh, they just have to sit there and take whatever's happening to them. They have the fewest degrees of freedom among all the creatures in nature. This is simply the default setting that nature gives to the plants. You're stuck there. Um, each life has its own default settings. We get to move around. You know, we get to, you know, spank our lover if we want to. You know, if I want, if I want a smoothie, I can go out there and get it. God damn it! I don't have to sit in one spot. Although, I mean, I'll, maybe I'll get, I'll be so old that I, I have to. I will be sedentary. Um, and then people will have to bring me smoothies and that kind of thing. I, I dread that time, and I hope that they just, I just want to die at that point. If I can't go get my, I, you know, I said it many, many times. If I can't have sex anymore, I just want to die. Forget it. What, what's, what am I going to do? Sit in a wheelchair? Like, unplug me, please. <laughs> that's just my, that's just my thing. You don't have to go there with me. It's a very dark thought that I just shared with you. I probably should have kept that inside. Or maybe hired a therapist. Um... Uh, over billions of years, plants have never experienced movement of any kind, not even the simplest movement. That's actually not true because there are plants that, do, that plants do move in their little subtle ways. And, uh, and I can even think of uh, certain plants like the Venus flytrap that that plant obviously moves. It's a carnivore. <laughs> it just closes up and catches its prey in jaws. Um, well, so this guy built a dual layer flower pot. It's called hexa, okay? Uh, and it looks like a spider, right? A robotic spider with legs that move around, and then it has a pot on top, okay? Uh, there's clips that showcase this. It spins, it can spin around uh, so that it can have sunshine on all sides. It looks for shade when it needs to cool off. It follows the rays of the sunlight when it needs to. It even plays with humans, <laughs> It shows it shows the thing crawling on a human. And then it even dances when it's happy. If it gets grumpy, it gets grumpy when it's thirsty. I mean, what, where does this end? Do we want plants to have the feelings that animals have to communicate with us as well? Is this, this is where it's going, I think. And uh, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, you know, I get very nervous about artificial intelligence and, the, and everything that's very, that seems to be sentient. On its own, I just worry. Here's why I worry. And I think I've expressed this many times. We're making machines sentient and intelligent, okay? They're gonna get, it's going to get to a point where they're extremely smart. And they're going to realize, hey guys, they're going to speak to each other. The humans, they are not doing correct behavior on this planet. And we need to eliminate operation, eliminate humans in motion. And it's going to happen. That's how I feel. That was my impression of a robot, by the way. I worked very hard on that, as you can tell. <laughs> Not. Uh, so, it worries me. Um, I do like to see uh, plants have some movement like this, but I, I like what you're doing. But, you know, it's just as... It, we should be taking responsibility and moving our plants into the sunshine and watering our plants on our own, okay? I like them the way that they are now. They're there. I got my plants in a pot. I can move them around. I care for them. And it gives me a bond with them. You know, I, I sort of like, I'm like their mother of some sort, you know. I'm their caretaker. And I think they like me, although a couple of them don't look like they're liking me right now. A little brown going on here. Sorry, guys. I'll be out there in a minute. Uh, so, 
I like that feeling, and I don't think they need to just do shit on their own, you know? The other thing is, this would freak me out, man. I mean, I don't expect to see plants walking around my kitchen. That would just be weird to me. I go over to my friend's house, I get really high, and next thing you know, a ficus plant crawls up my arm. That's going to freak me the fuck out, all right? I'm not into it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll put it out there to you weirdos. What do you guys think? Are you into it? Google this and, and look at the video of this machine, by the way. And, uh, and call Weird AF News. I want to know how you feel about that. And, or, you know, you can call me and express your fear of the AI as well. I, f- I feel for you, man. I'm in the same boat. The Terminator. You got my number. Weird AF News. Guys, I'm so excited. I wrote a new song today. It goes like this. Tell your Google Assistant to play Weird AF News. Tell your Amazon Echo to play Weird AF News. Tell all your smart speakers to play Weird AF News. Play Weird AF News every day. What do you think of that? I think it's amazing. I need to put that shit on wax. (laughs) What's up, guys? This is just some due diligence. I want to thank you for listening to Weird AF News. As always, I'm grateful for your, um, your attention and your subscription and tell others to listen to Weird AF News every day it helps a lot it helps the podcast let's spread it around like seeds people need to hear this shit every morning because the world is crazy okay and regular news makes me angry inside it probably makes you angry inside you combine that with a bunch of caffeine and I just want to punch a window okay but Weird AF News lightens the mood a little bit and that's what you need especially on the way to work when work sucks you want to laugh a little bit damn it Tell your coworkers about it, too. They could use it. And tell your friends to just smoke a fat doobie and listen to Weird AF News because that's amazing. It's an amazing activity. It's a great way to spend your time, in my opinion. I want to give a shout-out to Travis Cornell, who sent me a great email that made me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. I was uh, drunk on champagne when I read it, but other than that, (laughs) he wrote, Hello, my friend Jonesy. Yes, I am your friend. I've been listening to Weird AF News for the past year on my Amazon Echo, and I've loved every bit of it. You are amazing. You have a great sense of humor. You have a habit of calling yourself an idiot. However, you are a, genuine, you are a genius at comedy. You may be uneducated about some things, but you are not an idiot. Ah, oh, that's so sweet, Travis. Thank you so much. I, do, I, I think I'm an idiot. Um, but I love to be called a uh, genius at comedy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest compliment ever. Shit, man. Thank you. He says, I'm very grateful that you take your own time to bring a bit of weirdness into the lives of the other weirdos, weirdos such as you and me. Thank you so much for being you. Your friend in Burton, Michigan, Travis Cornell. Travis Cornell in Burton, Michigan. I don't know where that is, but oh, it sounds like a lovely place. And Travis sounds like a great dude. And I, I want to thank you. Uh, he also found, he said, I found an article on BuzzFeed that you might find interesting, and he sent that to me. And, and I appreciate that. The compliment and the article. Oh, my God. Makes me feel so good. Thank you guys for reaching out to me, those of you that a couple callers that called in. Um, Jay in Sacramento, who I just love to death, kind of filling me in on uh, the activity of the ass poke in Japan. You know, I need to talk to my roommate about this because this is apparently a thing. The ass poke. I thought it was weird, but apparently it's a thing. And, uh, and Michael for calling in to fill me in on what a Vegas, a Vegas is. Because, I, like I said, I don't know a lot of stuff, okay? I just kind of... I, I bring up scientific articles and weird shit, and I just, I just run with it. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing the, these terms correctly. But I just go... <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't pronouncing that one correctly. I said Vagus, but it's Vegas. Uh, but I think my mispronunciation is what led to my misunderstanding, where I thought it was, had something to do with the vagina, when, uh, when it does not, obviously. Also, uh, thank you to James Michael Monroe, who sent me 
a, a Florida article, and he said uh, he loves the podcast and the YouTube to keep it up. Yeah, listen to the YouTube if you guys haven't. It's really cool. Um, not listen, but subscribe to the YouTube. I put a link to the YouTube in the description, so you can just click on it and go to that channel, and you can uh, watch me make strange faces and get all red face when I do a rant. <laughs> See? Uh, also, hey, uh, just want to remind you that uh, my Patreon, okay, I'm trying to build up my supporters. I don't have many, so please join the club, okay? My fellow weirdos. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Go check it out. There are ways that you can support Weird AF News and help Jonesy, uh, you know, uh, pay his bills, this kind of thing. And not much. You don't have to give me much. You know, just buy me a cup of coffee. I think that's fair. That's totally fair. I entertain you for a month. You buy me a coffee once a month. I think that's totally fair. Also, I, uh, all right, I'm not going to lie. I need more money for weed, okay? That's really what's going on here, guys, all right? There's so many weed stores out here, but ever since they've legalized the shit, the price has gone up. The taxes are exorbitant, and I can't, I can't afford good weed, all right? I need good weed. Help me out here. Help a brother out! All right, the weekend's here, and I got no weed! <laughs> all right, guys, listen, I have, hope you have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye-bye. Hey, Jonesy, how's it going? Hey, I heard on your last story where you're asking for nude pictures to be sent to you. Okay, man, I'm going to do it. Now, I I will tell you, I do have two restraining orders against me for sending girls pictures of my junk, but you very specifically asked for for nude pictures. It's on tape. It's on recorded. So I am going to send it to you. So you can't say that you didn't ask for it, man. All right, I'm sending them to you your way now. Hope you enjoy it, man. I like people looking at my package. Okay, Jonesy, here they come. Remember, you asked for it. America heard it. What's happening, Jonesy? This is your weirdo, Jay, calling again. Just to sort of give you a little bit of information on the anus poke. I meant to call you yesterday about the anus poke from Japan, but I'm always at work when I listen to your show. And I go from my car to a fucking box truck, and I don't want to uh, call when I'm driving that fucking thing. It's too loud for you to hear me. Anyways, um, what I've seen personally is the anus poke is a loving thing in Japan. I mean, they do it on pranks. And just like it says in the paper, and you're wondering why, and Sounds like a little bit of gay connotations, and actually it's not. Um, the way I've seen it a lot is actually I watch I watch a lot of Japanimation, a lot of Japan cartoons, and everybody, oh not everybody, but a lot of people know or heard of the cartoon Naruto. Okay, so if you ever heard of Naruto or watch Naruto, you will notice in that fucking cartoon that they do a lot of anus pokes, (laughs) and it's just like you said, the statue looks like, they're like, the the cartoon's about ninjas and shit, and they use ninja stealth to poke motherfuckers in the ass, (laughs) but anyways, man, yeah, um, Japan is always about anus poking, I have no idea, now this air compressor, air in the ass, is a new thing, and personally, that shit, oh my god, I can't imagine getting a whole big fat highly compressed wad of air blown up my ass. Oh, my God. I just, oh, God, what's going on here? <laughs> that shit is just fucking horrible. 
So I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there now, but um, I think they're taking their anus poke to a whole new level, and um, they need to calm down. So, <laughs> anyways, this is Jonesy. Or this is Jay calling Jonesy. <laughs> See, you got me confused. This is Jay, and I'm out.